Hello, and welcome to Monarchism Unfiltered. I'm one of your hosts, McCosk. I'm your other host, Bronze. And, for a change of pace, we have a guest again. Say hello to our guest, Juanito. Hello, it is an absolute honor to be here with you wonderful gentlemen. Indeed. On today's episode, well, to, or today's episode topic, take pick one, we decided to, uh, to breach the topic of education. Again, a somewhat common topic on this, po on this podcast. And we brought Juanito here because he is an actual educator as well. He's our so man he's on the inside, as it were. So his uh, so his insight uh, so his insider knowledge of the Anglo-American education system, specifically the American part of that, uh, brings new insights. Take it away, Juanito. Wow, that is a that is a general opening. Ooh, it is a uh, there are a lot of issues. There, there are a lot of issues. I think generally, if we're gonna say that there is a crisis in the American education system. I think it is a crisis that its root is where a lot of America's issues are and a lot of Anglo-American issues are and it's a it comes to the philosophical underpinnings of the United States and how they've changed over time. In particular I think you can argue that education is the same problem that American urban planning is or has which is the belief that came out of the Second World War, this, or shall I say, out of the Civil Rights, well, the, the not Civil Rights era so much as the, the great, great Society of Lyndon Johnson, this idea that everybody, absolutely everybody, can equally succeed, and not just equally succeed, everyone, if given the same exact resources, everyone would be a genius, almost. And you have an education system which has continuously removed every path other than the one generally assigned path of going to university and getting a job, going through liberal arts, basically. Our education system is only geared for one single thing, and any suggestion that you should gear it for anything else is met with a cry of classism or discrimination of some type. Even if it's uh, normally it's classism, actually. It's generally the situation that if you suggest, for example, how about trade school or how about becoming something that doesn't require university, you end up with the cry that you're disadvantaging the children that don't come from wealthy families. The result is pushing everyone in the direction of the liberal arts universities. As you can imagine, not everyone actually wants to go there or desires to go there, but you end up with schools that do nothing but send people there, resulting partially in the terrible education outcomes that you see in inner city and rural schools in this country, where children who in all likelihood have interest outside of those areas are thrown into a curriculum that does them no service whatsoever. And the teachers know it. The, the teachers feel it, you know, thoroughly. So, you're, so, so what you're saying is that although the system presents like the illusion of choice of picking up your major and minor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like the, 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 the external pressures that exist 
both and and the and the and the structural um, and the structural. It's uh, God. I only think I only know the 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 the, the Portuguese word. Um, belittling, I guess, would go would go of like practical education, means that every means that everyone is forced into a, sim, a, a single path, and that because everyone is forced into that single path, the the their degrees and etc. get devalued, and it compounds infinitely into a worse scenario. That is definitely part of it. That's a large chunk of it at the top end, but it's even worse than that. Go to the level of high school. We used to have technical schools in the United States. It was a very common thing. We had different educational tracks in high school. In the 1960s, this idea was declared pretty much discriminatory. And it was understandable. Yeah, I was imagine, yeah civil rights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, and it was true that in high schools it in this era... It wasn't necessarily used discriminatorily. It was that the educational system effectively maintained the sort of class system of the era where children from up very well-educated upper-class families went to the education track, went to the liberal arts. They studied, you know, calculus. They studied uh, advanced English classes and sociology where kids who came from working-class African-American, Italian, and Hispanic families went to mechanic school. This was clearly, there was something going wrong here. However, I, people blamed the education system entirely for this, or not entirely, but they basically said this, this was perpetuated by the education system. When in fact, I mean, we all know that if you come from a very well-educated family, Regardless of your ethnicity, if you come from a very well-educated family, you're likely to have aptitudes that are different from someone whose father was a mechanic. And it also was discriminatory because, you know, there was, there, like you said, there was this belittling of manual labor in the Western countries starting in this time. There was this feeling that every student needed to go into the more prestigious careers. Everyone wanted to go to university. There yeah, was a the thing other, in the 19... Uh, yeah. yeah, theological education. Yes. There's a thing that came out, especially in the 1980s, every student should go to college. We really pushed that post-World War, uh, and it only built with the Great Society all the way through the 1980s. We tried to get every student into university possible. And so one way of doing this was by clipping away all the other options, <laughs> which was worsened by deindustrialization. Once yeah. in the 1980s, you had the Republican Party stripped away the factories that the people who went to mechanical school relied on to survive. Well, now there really is no other option. You either have you either go to theoretical education or you work in McDonald's. And then work in McDonald's again. Um... Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I'm like. I mean, you are taking it on an interesting angle because, like, uh, I'll admit, like, it's not like me and Bronze here are, are like we, like, we don't uh, we we didn't exactly like spend much time in the previous episodes discussing the 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 effects of practical education. But you do have a point. So I, I would say that me and Mikosk are, are firmly ensconced in the liberal arts fortress. Yes. Oh, clearly. <laughs> 
I mean, I am as well. I mean, I, I taught university. So, yeah, yes, I am as well. But I also recognize that... Um, oh, no. No, I'm in no way disagreeing. I'm just saying it's not. We might not be mindful of it in the in the same way. Right. I come from a very working class family. Right. I'm the second to go to university. Um, we're in the New York area, so a lot of my uncles they're union guys. Right. They they work like I have an uncle that worked for the railways. Another uncle that worked in construction. But they had good solid union jobs. They went to high school, technical school, graduated. They were set for life. You know, worked in shipbuilding as well. Their children have no similar opportunity. Those jobs simply don't exist. Therefore, even though uh, they come from working class families, they really only had a choice but to try and get into theoretical education, which is a disadvantage. There's, there is simply a disadvantage when you're, you know, a working class kid... You know, you didn't grow up reading Shakespeare. <laughs> you didn't grow up reading Tolkien, you know? And you're thrown into school a school system which is full of other working class kids who are in a similar situation. And the teacher's responsibility is to somehow make you equals to kids in wealthy suburbs. You can imagine it's a, it's a very near impossible task. Yeah, because, like, true life experiences you... You didn't develop the necessary attitudes, etc., etc., etc. And the psychology of the entire thing is often, is often, is often the psychology of the whole thing is quite uh, disheartening. But still, like, like even if, even if, because let's, because let's be honest here, the fears that pra- a focus in the U.S. in practical education would 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 be just classism. Is not all uh, is not all told is not all told unjustified. So so, but clearly, like an alternative gateway into university or anything of the sort would help. Because you do have a point. Not everyone, it, like it's it's very hard to translate this into ways that don't sound that don't sound horrifyingly like classist. Because like. Yes, we live in a society that that assumes that yes, everyone must have a university education, and yada yada yada. With good reason, a, a university education gives a lot of skills and abilities that are useful, even if, even if not necessarily in finding a job in other things. Mm-hmm. But at the at the same time, it 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 it, it, create, it, it first devalues. The values, like again, this is very common in uh, in uh, Europe, uh, ba- uh, bachelor uh, licenciates, which are like the entry level. Um, it's 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 it, uh, to give it a context into to uh, Anglo Americans. It's like it's uh, it, it's either a strong bachelor's degree or a or bachelor a, with honors. That's yeah, the, that was. That's what you know. Ah, or, uh, or or the or the inver- or a week or a week normal degree because it's usually three years as opposed to five, and like basically to give a bit more social context, like this was the thing you had to go. You you only went further like get your masters and your doctorate and what have you. Uh, if if you were really like egghead, dedicated to the field, have that passion, yada yada yada, like the the licensure rate was what you needed to get a job, 
like you had that, you were employable, period. No matter, uh, well, of course there was, of co uh, well, not, not quite because we don't have majors and minor systems there. So if you, so whatever degree you pick, you are, uh, you are employable. You cannot kind of fuck yourself, uh, fuck yourself over by, by essentially picking uh, two degrees that you, uh, majors and minors that you very much like, but aren't employable, which I, which, I really dislike the, the 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 major and minor structure because it's just pre-selection for employers. Um, but as I was saying, uh, due to the fact that everyone in Portugal and the rest of Europe is is essentially has uh, has licensure rates, uh, there has been a tremendous inflation and dis uh, and uh, unprecedented. The opposite of of, of prestige. Yes. The, the like basically now you now to get employed you require uh, multiple multiple item multiple license rates or or uh, uh, a master's as well like there has been an inflation that has that has put that rather than facilitating people's access to education has in fact put pressure on them to take even more education that in no way actually aids them finding jobs or getting necessarily or, or getting necessarily better qualifications because masters and majors is is well, sadly, and as we talked in a previous episode, is really just publish or die. You'll be taught how to write quickly and efficiently, and maybe a couple of other things, but and and study things in more detail. Sure, but by and large, you will be working your ass off for a course you will be paying, rather than the other way around, most of the time. So like the so like this has so like it's also a negative aspect we have to take into account. Which, but at the same time, if you just, if you, like, it's very difficult to say to someone, maybe people shouldn't all go to university is not something that goes down well, no matter the context. You're absolutely right, yes. Uh, we see the same thing here. Um, the example I'll give is high school. My mother is a high school math teacher. At one time, a high school degree was... In fact, optional in this, because this was a factory town. So even a high school degree was semi-optional. It was a great thing to have. If it didn't, you could still survive. In America, if you don't have a bachelor's, you're screwed. So a high school diploma is just a piece of paper. Literally, they are ordered now. My mother is towards the end of her career. So she started back in the late, in the, in the 80s, early 80s. She's now at the point where her superiors order her. You have to give the students passing grades. We have no choice. We have to pass them. You cannot give them a grade that's lower than an X number. In other words, completely devaluing the high school diploma. Everyone has one. And it's, you're right to the extent, the bachelor's degree. A bachelor's degree before 2008, we were told, was, you know, a bachelor's degree was the key to a job. Everyone who had a bachelor's degree would have a great job. Yeah, right. That That's, like you said, people are getting second and third master's degrees, which... In actuality, uh, their actual value is questionable, but it just, like you said, is a pre-selection for the company who looks at you and says, oh, well, he knows how to work hard. Yeah. The, the majors and minor systems, because I, I hope since now that, that, that the idea has, uh, hasn't caught off and like actual government's budget cuts have 
been had had a once in a million lifetime chance of being positive impact because back when I was in uni there was a lot of talks of of adopting the majors and minor system and how it was so good and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's like it's like self evident that that's not the case because you just create a lose lose scenario where it is possible for a person unwittingly to pick to pick a major and a minor that is utterly unemployable as opposed to as opposed to like um to, to any of the courses, like even the quote-unquote unemployable courses, like the ones that have the lowest employment rate, which are like the more esoteric uh, ones related to the humanity, like psychology, sociology, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like you still get a pretty firm grounding in like statistics, uh, working with various programs that actually will help you land an office job, uh, consultation. Well, and even... Work more general skills like critical thinking looking at sources writing yeah like the generalist approach has its benefits although one might point out that that generalist approach is is uh, goes much too much too much in line of education exists so you can get a job rather than education exists for the edification of the human be of the human being which is another element in this discussion Oh God! Yes, jeez. Oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Um, now this is where I can bring in my other experience because the university I taught at a university in Asia, in a communist state, which used some weird diversion of the Soviet education system, which is entirely, you know, you study only the thing that your major is. You do economics, you only study economics, nothing else. There's nothing else of any relevance to you. you. You don't study history, you don't study English, the languages, you don't study anything but the, you know, the thing related to your degree. And that results in very strange people, I swear, it, it's very strange. Like, doctors who have zero idea of ethics, and this is a general, people generally talk, they talk about it, the fact that doctors have no actual, you know, grounding in ethics or virtues whatsoever in these countries. They have no idea why something is good, why they shouldn't do something. It's just, uh, oh, well, you know, I'm getting paid, so I try, I do the medicine and he doesn't die. Leads to weird things. Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the... Yeah, it just it just gives too narrow a view that 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 is too narrow. But 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 can't the same criticism be issued to like practical education, for example? At least in a historical perspective, it's not been exactly famous for I don't know cultivating an appreciation and ethics. Oh, it's absolutely true. Yes, that that is the weakness of it. Um, you know, but I think there is a slight difference between. And you see, this is the problem with... This is... Yeah, you're right. It's almost impossible to make this not sound classist. But I just... I kind of think most people would expect a medical doctor with 10 years of university to have a slightly wider breadth of knowledge than a mechanic. I mean, I can understand that. Like, there, there is a thing about, like, expectations, etc. But I think we, rather than go, like... I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone here, uh, anyone w uh, will will say that. Oh, more 
paths, more alternatives, more choice for your, uh, for your higher education is a bad thing. I don't think anyone, uh, I don't think anyone here is saying that or that anyone who defends, who defends a, a bigger investment in practical education uh, or says they want to do that. So I do think that from the angle of, of, of opening up as an alternative is valid, but but like ah oh god because because like we're only focusing on like the institutional aspect we're, we're we're like not even focusing on the most brutal as on the most brutal and depressing aspect of it all because like we're talking oh you come from poor families uh, so you have a statistical predisposition to uh, remain poor the truth of the matter is that the 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 correlation between uh, being born poor and staying poor, while historically in 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 the grand scheme of things very strong in the past, uh, by the advent of today and well also modern census uh, not census data just statistics and like better tactics and and data recording etc. We now know that the correlation is not so much uh, poverty v, v wealth, though the, though there is still a correlation there, but it's not as strong as previously expected. The correlation where it's very strong is oh boy. Uh, st structured versus destructured families. Even, yeah. Even if wealthy, you come from a destructured family, you will do you will do shit all at university. You might have the inherited wealth that means you don't slide back into poverty. Sure, especially if you're very rich, but like upper middle class families, that's often a story. Like, yeah, we used to be rich. Turns out the family at this particular generation became utterly dysfunctional. The sons or daughters or both just fucking sunk because, like, that, that's where the strong correlation is, I think. Oh, no, you're 150% right. statistic evidence. I can't quote exactly a study right here right now, but I would have to go look at it. I would have to go search for it, but this is from a study. Oh, no, yeah, the studies, the, the, the data is in. It's just that the data is heretical. <laughs> you can't say that, unfortunately, in... It, it, you, you can't... Like, in the United States education system, anyone who would say that would be fired. Um, that that's partially that because... That there is a statistical uh, correlation about, about the structure of families and, like... Well, and, and like, academic success like that. That's yeah, you can't absurd. say that. Wait, why is that absurd? You mean the fact that you can't say it? Yeah, the fact that you can't say that, because that does not strike me as inherently racist. It isn't, except that, well... Unfortunately, in the 1980s, and it really started in the 1980s, the stereotype... Oh god, this goes into American history way too much, but... It became a thing for the right to, to in order to criticize welfare, to assign every time a single mother was brought up, they always tried to pin it as a black person. So there became a, a society-wide association with single motherhood and black women, despite the fact that this is not, I mean, it's not... It's not it, statistically has, the case. No, there's pro there are as many, you know, single mothers that are not black as there are that are black. Unfortunately, 
that's not the case in the wealthy suburbs. In the wealthy suburbs, where it's majority white and majority middle class, you, of course, have a much lower rate of, you know, single motherhood because it's wealthy suburbs. Yeah, but that's, but that's like, but that's like, that's like a pointless statistic because like that's not randomic. You're not learning anything if you if your sample size is rich suburb. Yes, I know, but welcome to America where uh, we have some very strange views on things. Uh, we yes, that I'm going to leave it at that. We have <laughs> we have very strange views on race. Well, yes. First, you believe race is real. Um, deeply. <laughs> deeply. <laughs> it's it's deep in people's minds. Uh, but yes, if you make that assertion that people will take it as um, if you're declaring that single or that dysfunctional families cause children to have problems, you're basically throwing the urban poor under the bus, because the urban poor has the largest percentage, supposedly, of dysfunctional families, even though that's no longer true in the United States, because you have a huge number of rural poor in the same situation, yeah, but like, the media ignores them. Yeah, urban, uh, can't remember, again, keeping with, the keeping, keeping with my magical power of failing to remember fucking the names of anything, um... The the that, that that like that's the current statistic. Like um, African American poor families are, largely speaking, outcompeting uh, poor rural rural uh, white uh, uh, white Americans. Yes, but for some reason, and I don't know the rule root of this. Something happened again. It was mid-century America where the rural white population dropped off everyone's radar. It, it, like, it became this very black... Uh, I'm sorry, pun. Black and white dichotomy of rural... Uh, oh, sorry. Suburban, suburban whites versus minority urban blacks. Everyone else fell off the radar of the media and the news, me and the news media. And so everything got defined in these weird terms of... Wealthy suburban whites versus the poor minorities in the city. Anything that was disfun you know, dysfunctional families, uh, welfare mothers, all of these became synonyms for urban black and Hispanics. And you can't say them anymore. It's weird. It's weird. And, I mean, it was... A blame the American right for using dog whistles. Don't have to. You don't have to ask me twice. That <laughs> makes sense to me. <laughs> gladly blame them for so many other things. Uh yeah. They yes. The Republican Party. Um, again, I didn't want to get into this. The Republican Party in the 1980s really went all in on the you know racial work profiling. racial profiling. Plus, if you work hard, you will succeed. Libertarianism. Put those two together, and it becomes you know black people, lazy, and many other bad things, therefore they don't work hard, therefore they fail, therefore we abandon them, and the inner cities are let to rot and die. Thus why education system gets, you know, any association with let's have multiple options comes off as racist Republicans. It's, it's definitely a difficult environment. 
Mm. But like, but like, clearly, uh, uh, the, 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 like, the system must be aware that it is failing ham over fest. Like, I'm like how, terrified like, to tell how, you this. Like, high school. Like how how the amount of people actually great like managed to finish high school was also like decreasing. This was uh, the I mean the statistic the, the, this exact point of data is actually fairly old. I I remember reading about this in like 2012. So maybe I don't know. It's it's been fixed since, but for some reason it yeah. seems unlikely that it's been fixed. Oh, it's been fixed because they're not allowed to fail students anymore. Oh, so, they, so oh, okay. So they, so they. Do Strange it. definition of fixed. Yes, they broke it harder. No, you're right. Uh, so the system is that is, is that there is the system in of itself isn't aware that it's failing anymore because you're deciding to. to well, to systems do. have a very low intelligence quotient. The I, system I say low intelligence quotients more like have no sensor have no sensory organs like whatsoever. <laughs> ah, Brain, I think yes, they just don't they just don't have anything to like deliver information to that brain to do anything. Now I don't know about Britain. Uh, in America, you have to remember that the. Public school systems are run by each individual municipality, receiving funding from the state and then regulated by the federal government, and all three of those things are separate. The local governments know things are bad. However, the higher up the food chain, they know things are bad, but they have very different views on why they are bad. What, what, what would be... Can you give us examples of the different views of play? I'll give you... Yes. The urban t teachers and the urban school systems, again, like my mother and her co-workers, clearly can tell you that the family system is the problem and that they are being asked to do the impossible and that they want, really, for the school system to go back to, you know, offering different opportunities. They do believe that uh, these kids are being forced, and they'll tell you, these kids are being forced to do the impossible, basically, especially by the time you're getting into high school. If you give a high school teacher an Algebra 2 high school teacher, a student who can barely divide because the grammar schools failed them so badly, you're asking the impossible. Yeah, you're the asking for a, for a pro... The kid is just going to get systematically brutalized and humiliated by the system. Yes, and that's what happens. And then they drop out. With possibly a, a burning hatred of, 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 of a number of subjects. In particular, the hatred of the system of education, which they pass on to their children sometimes. Yeah, also, and, and like this led to a structural devaluing of, int uh, of intellectual skills. Of it, it's 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 just a negative feedback loop. Yes. Now, on the other hand, for example, when we had a new uh, head of the school system, 
or shall we say we had a new head of the city. They called in a suburbanite school head to run our school system. And their solution was to bring in this exact same school structure that was used in the suburbs. In particular, their belief was the problem with the school system was its archaic and authoritarian nature and that the students should lead the education, which is what you do in the suburbs. The students, I forgot the name, uh, uh, participatory education, something like that, I forget. Basically, oh, you yeah, let that, the students guide the class. Yeah, that was a claptrap back in my day as well. Do you now in the suburbs again? This system does not have, for all of its weirdness, it works. Um, students are relatively highly motivated. Their families are very involved. Uh, generally in America, suburbanites are paranoid about their kids getting an education and getting a job because they're terrified of the ever devaluation of degrees and uh, desperate to keep their family status. So they, you know, we have private, we have private daycares in the United States, like special daycares for two-year-olds you have to test into, right? The people in the suburbs are paranoid. Oh, that's, that's nothing unique to America. Oh, I think, yeah, I think most Anglo countries have that. I don't know about Latin Europe, but the Anglo countries do that. The sections of the middle class are known to be completely hysterical about about uh, uh, about social status. So, okay, would not surprise me if we had the exact same dynamic. Right, but imagine that system, uh, not the not the stupid, you know, private pre-case, but the whole let the students guide the class, dumped into the middle of the urban, you know, dysfunctional family unit. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's sad, but, uh... You understand the moronicness of this decision. Yep. Yes. It was a complete disaster. And, of course, the state system's decision was this system failed because the local government, the local public schools, were too authoritarian and couldn't do it right. Because it works so well in the suburbs. It must be the school system that failed, not the fact that it just doesn't work in the same... You're talking about two totally different societies. No, that's not the issue, because we all are part of the same society. There's no difference in people, you know. The child Yeah, I mean, you, could, the... you could say that... You could say that there was an Iberian typology of education in, in the... <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> uh, that is... No! Actually, yes, that is their declare. That is exactly what they're going for. They're saying it's the school system that is archaic and too rigid, and it's the teacher's fault. It's the perfect parallel. I hate the fact and, that it's the perfect parallel. But uh, you know, but it's America. It's America, McCosk. What do you think? Uh, what do you expect? Like, like, to a certain degree, yes, it's. The, the the system is not well. I mean, the system in general is not adapted to to like people who think differently. Like and like, I'm talking about like uh, neurodivergent people who also struggle. Like uh, like for them, the education system is just torture because it's like just not structured at that level to neurodivergent to deal with neurodivergence. Um, which is which is in of itself something that's been talked about about solutions, but none has yet been put in practice. So we can't even tell which one of them would work and which one of them don't. Um, but you do have a point. 
that the system, to a degree, is uh, is maladapted to, well, I wouldn't say the overwhelming majority of its students, but to a significant portion, say 40%, uh, yeah, because like, to get a to get a person who has absolutely no goddamn background interest from their parents or anywhere else in their life to get an interest in the letters and the arts you just you need a, a radically different approach if we are to keep single track deaf to practical education what have you then at least we must adopt a different attitude towards Towards, educa uh, towards education with people who come from the uh, dysfunctional families. Because otherwise, it's like... It's like this. You... you, you ah, God, I was, about to, I was about to give an example of an image, but, like that, but I don't know if either of you have seen the image. But it's like... It's like treating everyone the same does not necessarily mean that that's the right thing to do. Some people have more disadvantages than others, and other people have more have more advantages than others. They should not all be given an equal slice of bread. Some Are you talking about the picture where they're watching a, a sporting event through a fence and they're standing on crates and there's that. one where they have one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's, yes. yeah, we'll put it in the description. Yes, I think... Um, no, yes, exactly, exactly. But we do that here because of a, like I said, a I mean, political, gonna, sociological bent of the country. Yeah, uh, literally, uh, uh, um, egalitarianism full force as opposed to um, equit. It's uh, it's egal. What's the other one? Equit. Uh, Equitable. Equ yeah. Uh, to equi equitarianism. Equitarian. No. It's not. It's now a thing. <laughs> It's now a thing. I don't care. You torture me. You torture me with a uh, typology of state. I torture you with made-up English words. Fair <laughs> uh, deuce. So yeah, you have. It's like yeah, a, a literalist understanding of. Uh, well, it's not a literalist understanding. Like this is just egalitarianism in function, and form. Vis-a-vis a, -vis a, a, a greater focus on equi. Fucking hell! It's so difficult to say. Equitable equity. Equity, that's the one, uh, 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 rather than a focus on equity, which would be A, more resource efficient, and B, more effective, is, 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 I think, is what is lacking, because... Oh, yes. Because, because like, let's be honest here, I, I, I do not come from a destructured family, but... There were some rough patches, and let's just say that due to some elements, I can't fucking do maths to save my life. I just can't. And I have a low-key seething hatred of maths and maths education. A, a corollary to this fact was the fact that I had tremendous difficulty uh, just writing in general. My handwriting is still fucking atrocious. In fact, Every single year of high school, I kept having my teachers telling me I would fail the next. I would fail the next year because of my handwriting. Finished. Uh, finished the fucking. Uh, finished fucking university now, bitches. What are you gonna say? <laughs> um, but like, to say to say that I ma I managed to do this almost by luck and stubbornness. Like this was not a good process. That I often feel I managed to do it by fluke. Because I, I had other grades I was good at, like history, 
and uh, later on geography that really saved me. And that was like completely and totally down to the fact that I had a good individual teacher that took their time to teach me, to teach me shit. Not to say that my Portuguese or maths teachers were bad. In fact, amongst them, I had some very fantastic teachers which, under which I scored the highest grades, uh, barely above passing on both cases, sadly. Um, but like, uh, like, like, even I, who would technically be considered a, a success case, though doubtful, like even I can point out that you don't even necessarily have to come from a destructured family to just run into problems with the structure in of itself. Like I think the point that is that was made somewhere along this uh, this uh, this episode, like that that the structure in of itself has issues. Unrelated to the fact that, like, it's now, it's now, it's now been, it's now been, inf its mission has been inflated to also do the role of the parents, mm -hmm. which it can't. I, I think that, like, some element, like, for example, homework could easily be abolished. Like, you cannot reasonably convince me that a homework is useful now, as like a tool to understand like to student progression and apprehension of information. Well, I think writing papers was still good, but if you're talking about regular, good old-fashioned, just doing the math problems 15 times, eh. Eh. No, but like the, but like the concept of homework presupp presupposes child labor. <laughs> that, yes. Like it okay. just presupposes, yes, child labor is still real, therefore we must have homework to encourage the child to focus on, uh, to, to, to study late at night after, uh, after, uh, after their work, which they shouldn't be having. Like, you cannot reasonably tell me that, uh, because, like, that's what it was made to. Like, the, the, the kid can't be all the time in, in class. The, 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 class the classes are short and brief, and class attendance rate is spotty at best, largely because the kid needs to work to provide for the family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not to say that this, that this sad reality doesn't currently exist, but, to, but at least in America, I would hope, is no longer the statistical reality for the vast majority of, of yes, children. No. So, like the like so, the underlying dynamic of homework makes no longer sense because classes are longer, attendance rate, while far from perfect, is much fucking higher than it was in the I don't fucking know 1800s. Like the like the concept of, uh, of homework just no longer makes any sense. And uh, many a kid can tell you that homework just fucking does nothing, blows, and many, and many people think is, delivered, uh, is, is created out of spite. So, but what's McCosk, created out of spite? But Makas, you must remember, modern parents need free time to watch TV. I mean... How would that be an even issue? Like the kids would probably be watching YouTube on their phones rather than watching TV. Who on, uh, who uh, the fuck under the point. age of thirty watches TV? Oh no! You in the suburbs? You know, parents keep their have to keep their kids doing something at all times. If they're not doing homework, then they must be at football or baseball or karate or, or guitar no, or be, violin. Even, they or... can be in even longer sessions of baseball or karate. But they have to join them at those sessions, and that is torture. 
Yeah, but you just Can you just, just hand them off at the parents to go fucking grow a grow a pair or thicker skin or ovaries or whatever is appropriate to the specific to the specific suburban parent. <laughs> you know. Oh god. Can we alter their anatomy in some way that their behavior becomes more preferable? Maybe they shouldn't live in suburbs where they're like where children have to be at home all day and can't go anywhere because suburbs make it impossible to have civil society. But can't, can't the children just play in the woods? I don't, you know. That's, that's oh god, cool. no, they'll be kidnapped. They'll be kidnapped. They'll be killed. By the badgers? By that one guy the parents saw on TV. This is a no, totally yeah, different true. conversation. This is a totally different conversation about why the suburbs are a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a related, related conversation. It's all it's related. related. Like, it is but related. That, but you do touch on a topic, like... That that was a complaint I have actually heard from um, par uh, from not parents from uh, from like um, actual U.S. teachers how uh, how like the, the 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 parents have like an undue absurd amount of influence that just does not uh, does not help with uh, teacher morale. No, no, no. It's ter It's really bad. Uh, like, yeah, especially in the thing. suburbs. Well, yes, I, we, 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 have rapidly, we are rapidly realizing that the spirit of white picket fences is still very much alive in the American Oh, society. yes. Oh, yes. Uh, that plus Republican... Uh, I should take that back. It's not actually Republican. That plus American capitalist fear of losing status. But there, remember, there, there, we don't have a nobility. There is no, everyone's equal. But send your children to the $100,000 a year private kindergarten so that they can get into a private university one day and keep their status. But everyone's equal. Yeah. Turns out when, uh, turns out when everyone is declared equal, uh, people start obsessing about just how equal they are. Yes. Oh, I should mention this, though, Makas. Uh, speaking of let's try and get more paths, especially for neurodivergent people. We are doing the... Remember how you said the system must know it's broken? No, we're doing the opposite. Thank the state governments. There was a time when, you know, neurodivergent people had their own classes. This is no longer the case. Now they're in the same class with everyone else. Because oh, equality. Oh, boy, that's... Also... I'm so that was the Republicans who did that one. The Democrats have decided that it's wrong to have classes that are honors or, you know, advanced classes. So they're just going to get rid of those and everyone's going to be, everyone will be in the same class. It's very Bolshevik. <laughs> it's no classes yes. at all. No, no. Everyone will be the same. Because everything... Well, is racist or although obviously the Bolsheviks had a very high belief in honors classes yes they yeah. did which is funny yeah uh, go to communist China you better you know if you don't pass the high school examinations you're screwed but no it's um, no the system does it especially at the higher end the system blames the local systems for their problem, while the local systems blame the general system for their problem. And therefore, they keep making the wrong decisions.
Yeah, nothing works. Christ. Because no one would, is willing to say what I think is the real problem, which is deindustrialization screwed the urban inner cities. And the only real solution is to give the families jobs that can actually support them. No, uh, uh, and we, and, and uh, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I don't care. Single jobs, like a person having to do three different three different jobs to make a living is not a is is not a living it's a slow death yes that's exactly what i mean uh work also men 20 year old men 25 year old men do not gain any satisfaction from working at mcdonald's they gain no prestige from working at mcdonald's and no woman wants to marry them if they're working at mcdonald's therefore you're just furthering first criminal activity because that's a guaranteed way of making more money and single parenthood because women won't marry you, but they'll still sleep with you. Oh boy. No, really, I think um, it, it's not a coincidence. Every stereotype about quote-unquote the ghetto comes out post-1970 for a reason. Britain and America deindustrialized and abandoned their inner cities. And then later, well, in America, our solution to the situation was saying it's because they're black. While in the UK, the solution was we're not letting them die. We're actively killing them. <laughs> ah! And then you blame the school systems for the kids not, make, not becoming scientists. Never mind that there is that no that not everyone should become a scientist. It's no, everyone should become a computer science. programmer. Everyone should become a That's computer true. programmer. That's true. I mean, Boris even made a poster about how ballet dancers should learn information security software. Uh. That will be in the description as well be. because that's what we're doing now. Uh. Here is an interesting question. Here is an interesting. Oh, go on. <laughs> that was a thing at one time, though. It was a thing at one time. Yes, a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you both, gentlemen. Why do you believe this is the case that the right has developed this mentality when it comes to education that the only education that matters is pri is. Yeah. They wouldn't use the word practical education, but hard education and that theoretical education has no value, which seems to be a very common thing among the modern right. Oh, it's simple. Well, it's not simple. There's actually there's actually multiple uh, multiple ways you could uh, you could use to explain that. But uh, a big one is people who go to liberal courses vote liberal and not Republican. Therefore, on a on on a on a on a, on a, on a rather uh, Asinine, but but you can get where they're coming from. Logic: If we get people to not get liberal arts, we produce less liberals. Ergo, more votes for us. That's yeah, I mean, there's a reason liberal. Yeah, I mean, look, it has liberal right there in the name. Oh yes, that's what the. <laughs> yes. Ugh. No, but I mean, it's strange when the right is saying poetry, music literature 
valueless. Valueless. You would think the Marxist would say that, not the the quote unquote conservative. Well, it uh, depends on your experience with Marxists, to be perfectly honest. Good point. A lot of Marxists. I'm just saying. I'm not actually talking about real Marxists and real conservatives. Oddly, I'm talking about the ideal. Lots of Marxists. You would. You can see why many Marxists are about practicality, especially Marxist-Leninists. Well, sure, they're big on practicality, but I don't think they're redu they're practically reductivists. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, hmm. Okay. But the, yeah, the, the the point is like, why do they do this? Is is also like like perhaps a more charitable viewpoint is that is that is that like they like think about employment basically, in that especially in the American society where say investment in culture is not is not is not truly extant and therefore the chances of it, the chances of you making it out in ballet are very narrow a preemptive mm. a preemptive a preemptive uh, like we must at least make the show of 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 uh, of, of not assuming that everyone that not everything done by by a believer in republicanism is necessarily out of ignorant malice, just of out of ignorant incompetence. So we have <laughs> to make at least, we just we have to make uh, we have to make that attempt. Like I can I, I can see a logic where they think they're actually doing a, a good thing by discouraging people from that to adopt a kind of real uh, to a quote unquote realistic attitude towards their future. All right, I I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's just depressing. It's just depressing. It's a complete cultural hollowing out of the right, which just gives the left free reign. Yes, it just gives the left free reign, which is bad. It's bad when anyone has free reign because then they're likely to do dumber things than they normally would. True enough, but like, eh, you, you, the, the, the. The American right, though the right in an abstract as well, I guess, always had an anti-intellectualist bent. Like, well, I, I wouldn't say the British right did. Pre-Margaret Thatcher. Sure, they, they to an extent did. Like, but like, I do genuinely think that most, like, pro probably, maybe it never became a dominant strain or what have you, but a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, because, like, if, if if we are to be absolutely like uh, uh, reductionist, like the, the 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 beating heart of the right as we modern as as we as we understand it today, uh, come goes back to like romanticism, to to yes. to, to, uh... to, to phone to phone in to phone in on the to phone in on the previous episode, I guess, and like a focus a focus on emotion mm. and etc. and the and the purity of the man and blah blah blah. So you already had a kind of uh, you uh, you uh, you had a kind of anti-intellectualist bent. Uh, maybe I, I see what you mean. Maybe less anti-intellectualist, more because these people were, you know, the Romantics were intellectuals, but they were certainly anti-scientific or scientism at some point. They they. Yeah, but, yeah. but like nowadays, nowadays both have a, uh, there's a correlation of almost one to one to those two in in people's minds. Good point. Good point. Yes. 
like good point. What, what I'm saying is that like yeah, you always did sort of had an anti-intellectualism bend in in the in the in the right wing since time immemorial essentially like it's always there the exact reasons and justifications varied tremendously from from the belief that uh while while uh, while a nice to have it's not a necessary ei a person is still able to like intrinsically has the knowledge and capabilities to essentially like sort themselves out basically which which, depending upon the context, is actually is 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 a good thing. EI like educate more or less education should not give you more or less rights, which is is um, is um, is if we are to have a positive outlook on it, the origin point of this. It's just that it has since gone warped. Well, I mean, yes. Also, I do think that uh, that is a important point we should make. Uh, more or less education should not affect your rights. Uh, I, th I think we should state that we all agree with that. <laughs> Even if you well, yes, are for favor of practical education. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but like the, the issue the issue is that this is not even like stating like a, a political choice. We're stating that it shouldn't, but it does. Because that's what we're living in. People who have yes. less education are, are statistically less likely to know their rights and therefore to know what they can do. Uh, when the uh, uh, when under state abuse or like, for example, a common thing over here is uh, health benefits uh, and uh, uh, health benefits, injuring benefits. Uh, just in general, a lot of shit you have an intrinsic right to, as the constitution in Portugal says. Like people, because the process is not automatic, and you have to kind of fucking struggle with the bureaucracy for a bit to get these subtitles you're entitled to. A lot of people. Who first don't know that those subsides exist, b don't have don't have the like necessary uh, skills to struggle with the bureaucracy, don't make use of those rights. So it is a sad truth that it does impact your rights. So like, you're right. But it's the, true. But like this, uh, but like uh, I mean, but this, uh, but. A case can be made that that's not really an issue of the education system. That's an issue of like the fucking bureaucracy being labyrinthine and, and almost designed to be, uh, to be unreachable, uh, unreachable and impenetrable. So like, I, I can uh, I, I'll forward the position that this is not necessarily a consequence of the education system, but of other things surrounding the education system, which has been a theme. Like a lot yeah. of like the education. The education system is important, yes, but like a lot of malaises that it has no impact on, but is impacted by, are often like foisted onto the education system. Absolutely. Uh, th th to be honest, that, that to go back to what I said at the beginning, that is one of our the critical problems. It's the fact that the problems are vastly deeper and mostly societal. But because it's taboo to discuss them, the result is that the only answer people can turn to is the education system. Despite the fact that people clearly know that it's not an answer because, at least in America, um, people are abandoning the public schools en masse. Everyone's looking for an option other than the public schools because the public schools have a dreadful reputation, which they don't deserve because they don't actually... They don't teach worse than anyone else. 
they don't. It's just that if you take all the talented students out, if you take every student from a functional family out of a school system, all you're left with is students from dysfunctional families. And whenever you put... I don't, I'm going to be careful to say this. Whenever you put... Whenever you... Oh, whenever it you becomes... Whenever you remove the best ones to scholarships to what have you, the grade the the average the grade average falls. And if you mm -hmm. are do, and if you're evaluating your educational performance based off average grade per class, that kind of creates a negative feedback loop. Yes, but not only that. If you have and, and this there is this is the advantage of having a more mixed class or a mixed school. If you have more integrated mixed neighborhoods and more integrated mixed school systems, it's easier to teach because the students first of all can help each other. The students with a more that are more motivated can provide more of a I don't want to say an example, but a, a, comp a competition Support, for the like, students. Like motivated, yeah. like motivated student, motivated students typically are very much okay with like helping other students. And it's not just that they are a motivation because when you have a class that's just kids from dysfunctional families who don't care about education, there is zero, zero motivation to work hard because everyone doesn't want to work hard. It's almost, it be, if you're the kid that works hard, everyone looks at you like, you know, you're a weirdo. You're a class But writer. if, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, that is kind of a thing. It becomes you're a traitor to your class. It becomes you end up with some very negative societal you know, think, and dynamics. Yes, but if you have a mixed class where you know some kids are working really hard, that it can go one of two ways. It can be it can harm the lower the lower you know motivation students, but it can also provide depending on how the teacher and the school system manages it. It can provide motivation for them. It can provide them motivation to work harder and try, out of pure competition, to not get beat. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I I can see that logic. It it all it also just helps because, like, as my understanding, like class grade averages are kind of thrown in the face of the of like students all the all the goddamn time yes. over there, which is which. If if everyone is low if everyone is low scoring and the average is very bad, that tends to have a, a demotivating effect. Why do you think we've made rules that you basically can't fail kids? Jesus Christ Almighty. And then, you know, America's insanity. School systems are punished if they don't have a high enough grade average. By by what? Privation of funds? It can be privation of funds, but that's rare. More likely, the firing of the entire bureaucracy and the and the 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 state will take over the school system and gut it from head to toe, and install people from different school systems and from different towns who know less about the actual people in that town and are generally from the suburbs, because those suburbs have higher grade averages, and then they bring their suburban school tactics to the inner cities, which. Well, doesn't work. We've discussed. You see how this just becomes an insidious, constant feedback loop of this. Yes. 
wonder yes. the education system is collapsing. Yes. Yes. And like you said, you asked, did people, does the system know it's failing? Yes. Doesn't know why it's failing. I'm not sure. Hmm. So what you're telling me is, so, so, so I mean, the, the tragedy of this is that in absolute technicality, the system isn't failing, is that society has degraded to the point that it is no longer adequate, adequate to the system. In the, yes, especially in the urban inner cities. And again, I put this fact. In the rural is, areas as well. Because in like, the rural areas right. as well. And in both cases, it is nothing to do with the people who live there and everything to do with the economic system that we've created which abandons these areas and therefore their people to privation and depression and therefore drug use and, you know, societal malaise, which always comes when you... Yes. When you purposely impoverish an area, don't expect it to perform. But we're America and we're individualistic. Every person has, you know, it's a personal responsibility. It's, uh, God damn it. It's, it's, it's genuinely depressing. But, yes. Uh, 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 still, I... Yes. I mean, what can you... I mean, it, it, it but it, 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 like, the root cause is simple. Like, yeah, family, the family structure is falling apart. Largely due mm -hmm. to economic reasons, though there are, other, there are other less important but still relevant uh, factors contributing to that. But like economics is the big one. Yes. And like, like how do you fix Un that? Unfortunately, here what we're seeing is that the middle class, and particularly the up, shall I say the upper middle class the upper echelon yeah the upper who benefits is an acceptable is an acceptable term yes yes they have not only immuned themselves from the causes of their societal disintegration they have now made it so that they not only benefit from it but they've created an entire society based on it. again testing two-year-olds to get into private elite kindergartens so they can then go to private elite grammar schools and then private elite high schools to go to a ivy league school which will get them the uh, the high paying job which will ensure they too can send their children to the elite you know pre-k nursery school they have made a system based off of this which allows them to, on one hand, declare that they worked harder and they worked for it, while simultaneously <laughs> giving themselves all the advantages in the world. Yep. Therefore, they can justify their status as an aristocracy with, while, while claiming pure equality, while knowing it's all a lie. Well, I doubt they know it's all a lie. Uh, I think must. Not nah, chief. Like, you know as well as I know that, like, part of the issue with, with, with contemporary social, economic, and political elites in the West is that because 
the law and society in, an, in, in, in a functional way, assumes they don't exist, nothing additional is asked of them. Good point. Like, like, like that is just like an issue with the quote-unquote egalitarian, egalitarianism of, of, uh, of the contemporary West. Like hierarchy, elites, and what have you are just a natural phenomenon of humanity living in society. To deny that they exist is to let them to fester. We, uh, we ask less now from multimillionaires, industry, and thought leaders, and what have you, than we've asked uh, of actual feudal land-owning nobility. You're totally right. You're totally right. I'll give you an example of this, McCusk. Uh, do you know there's a is Yale? Yale University has a wall memorializing the dead from World War One who were their students. This wall, well, it's they they have a list of the people that left the university to go fight in the infantry because they were the elites of their era and believed it was their duty to go die. There is no equivalent wall for Vietnam, for the Vietnam War or for the Gulf War, or for any recent conflict. Because, as you say, even a hundred years ago, there was some concept that, yes, you are an undeserving aristocracy. You deserve to, you have to serve your country. This idea has vanished, and so therefore they just send the children of the poor to go fight their wars. Roman yes. style. Yes, again, like the... the, the... The, the, the elites can't exist because we're all equal... How dare you demand more from us? We are the same as you. Yes. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's uh, it, again, uh, again, the, uh, we touch upon this topic on on one of the more theoretically oriented opposite uh, episodes. The what was it? The one where we criticized libertarianism and egalitarianism, and like how how, how they seem okay on paper, but turns out that the actual execution of them are, are trash. Because, haha, got you, dear listener. You thought this, uh, this was a po uh, this was a podcast by some egalitarian pro leftist group, but we have bamboozled you. You're in <laughs> fact talking to and listening to the educational musings of three hardline absolutists. I, I don't think so bronze that. is a hardline absolutist. I don't think bronze is a hardline absolutist. I'm the hardest of the hard. Oh, okay. Well, I, I well, okay. Mac well, I, I, I don't. That was. Is oh, well, I, I don't know how you define that, but you know. Yeah. Macosk's assertion is is sustained. I'm sorry. It, not the intensity of it, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the base assertion that no, we are not secretly leftists who who value egalitarianism. No, we are in fact anti uh, anti We're pro equity. And social hierarchy, because then we can make, uh, then we can integrate social, uh, the the naturally emergent social hierarchies into political society, and therefore demand what we what we should have always been demanding uh, extra of them in both a social and economic capacity. And this goes back to education. The myth that we are that every class is equal has resulted in us just abandoning the poor because we can't even our would you say tautology our our mental our we can't even conceptualize the reality of the situation properly. Yes, exactly. We can't even... There's no way for us to conceptualize the facts that, yes, this class of people is doing worse than that class of people 
because of classism and the fact that hierarchies exist and the whole economic and societal structure. And it's not just because, yo, public schools are bad. Because they're too authoritarian. Yes. And because, oh, if Actually, you're, unless you're a Republican, then it's... Then it's uh, public schools are bad because they're run by the government. Tweedledee and Tweedledumest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but something, something charter school, something, something. Oh no, Amer you! Sh oh my God, you have no idea. It's so over the top here. Again, it's anything that's. Can I be blunt? Oh, absolutely. Any excuse for white parents and Asian parents not to send their kids with the blacks? Segregation. That's... It's still... Yes. Yes. Entirely. I mean, it's... Uh, what, what was it? Was it Malcolm X who was saying that, uh, yeah, the, the, the... Back then, but I know that it still holds up uh, statistically today, that the North uh, has the most extremely segregated uh, school system... Oh, absolutely. Where, where the, oh, my God. Where the South, even with all its flaws, it's still comparatively the least segregated. Well, you know why that is, right? Yeah, yeah because they took deliberate steps to try to fix some shit. Yeah. No, it was actually less segregated even before uh, the 1960s. For a very really? simple reason. You know why? Why? Because segregation was illegal. In other words, in the South, you couldn't go to the same schools. You couldn't go to the same theater. You couldn't go to the same anywhere. Therefore, it, even if you lived in the same neighborhood as black people in Atlanta, you were still segregated from them. In the North, where this wasn't the law, cities and states had to go and create segregation by imposing boundaries artificially. So creating example in the state of New Jersey where they created an insane number of small towns purposely to divide whites and blacks from each other unofficially therefore to create all of these school systems where blacks would be on this side of the line and whites on that side of the line while in the south even if blacks lived literally across the street from you which was common in many black in many small southern towns no they just couldn't go to your school because they're black oh, so, so when so when, well, so when segregationism was abolished, the South did not have the institutional and structural ability to maintain segregation in a functional capacity and was forced to, make, to, to actually fix the issue uh, as well, as best as it could yes. then, or as best as it wanted. The North simply kept on with its functional segregation. Yes. Great example, Atlanta. Uh, once the system of two schools for every neighborhood, basically you had two schools for every district, a white school, which was very good, and a black school, which was normally a wooden shack. Once this system was abolished, you now had one school per neighborhood, or they made it the grammar school and the high school, and then there was only one neighborhood school for everyone, and everyone went to the school because it was a... The, normally, like I said, you'd have one side of the street black, one side of the street white. Whereas in the north, we had gone through a century of concocting all of these boundaries of within neighborhoods, of shoving the Italians in this neighborhood, shoving the Irish in that neighborhood, shoving the blacks over here, shoving the Polish over there, shoving the Jews over there, shoving the Puerto Ricans over there. So that when officially segregation was declared totally legal in the country, nothing changed in the north. 
the whole neighborhood was Italian already. The teachers were Italian. The cops were Italian. We just constructed a whole system where the Italians lived there and the Jews lived there and they had their own school and their own everything. And it just perpetuated because segregation does We don't have segregation in the North. What are you talking about? That doesn't exist here. No. The Southern thing. Yeah, the South does that. And because the belief that there is no segregation is so strong, no, no one can even realize it. Yep. And so what you now have, and I give the example of New York City. Inegalitarianism 101, you know, center point, is full of private schools. Full of them. The best example of this is Harlem. Have you heard of Harlem, gentlemen? It's famous, but maybe not in Europe. We've heard of it. Yeah, it's in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, yeah that it, is... It was also <laughs> in Harlem. Shake. I, that was, was a joke. <laughs> it was also a type of shake that people used to do. Yes, from the city, from the town. Uh, Harlem, actually, Harlem was once a city. It was then annexed by New York. It's the northern half of New York, of the island of Manhattan, the northern third, more accurately. North 125th Street. This is the black neighborhood. At one time, it was, the, it was a very wealthy, middle-class black area. Uh, if you look at it, it's full of beautiful row houses because this is where the black the segregated black elite lived. They couldn't live anywhere else, so they had, were forced to create their own neighborhoods. This is where you had black doctors and black lawyers and black everything. Then when the migration from African-Americans from the South to the North happened, it was all the blacks had to live there and the neighborhood declined. And so when segregation ended, every black person from the middle class jumped ship and left. So Harlem is full of beautiful, absolutely gorgeous mansions, but inhabited entirely for a long time by very poor people. The school system, as you might imagine, is and was a disaster since the 1960s. But because the housing stock is gorgeous, since New York is beginning to revive or has been reviving, Gentrified. large numbers of... Sub yes. Like large numbers no it's, it's just been <laughs> gentrified with the poor people being kicked out to other neighborhoods yes harlem was the last holdout on manhattan because it was so bad and had such a terrible reputation like all the a lot of the the 90s black exploitation movies the those stereotypical black american movies of the 90s where crime and drugs it's harlem or the neighboring south bronx well Starting about 10 years ago, because the housing stock, as I mentioned, is basically beautiful mansions in beautiful traditional style streets, huge numbers of white suburbanites have begun moving in. But the schools are still 90% black. You can imagine what white suburbanites, despite the fact that this is New York and these people are probably voting for Bernie Sanders, you can imagine that they have no interest in sending their children to Malcolm X High School or Martin Luther King High School or uh, Marcus Garvey High School or any of these high schools named after great black leaders but whose student population is entirely made up of you know, poor African-Americans. They have no interest, yes, you can sure, imagine. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they want to, to send their kids to... Um, Oh God, I, f I forgot the I forgot his name. Who was the leader of the Silver Legion of America? <laughs> oh God, I forgot. Oh God, 
I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Edward yes. Edward Peely. Dudley Peely. Oh, Dudley oh, Peely God. Grammar School. They probably would feel more comfortable. But, I mean, these people, mind you, they are the most progressive. These people believe in every progressivism. They believe in diversity and inclusion. Except when it comes to their own life. Well, of course, it's uh, what... what uh... Uh, it's e it's easy. It's incredible. Um, oh God, this is this is going to be sound. This is this is going to sound atrocious. But this, but I am quoting here. Well, paraphrasing because this is I remember a quote. It, it, I think it was like in a movie or something uh, about how it's easy. It, it, it's uh, it's easy to be. Uh, it's easy to be pro-black when uh, you live in a white majority pick uh, in a white majority neighborhood. Yeah, well, because uh, then the, the, the tragic implication of this of this quote apparently implying that it's that if people lived in black majority neighborhoods they wouldn't they would be racists is kind of absurd. But like I think there is a I think there is a less more positive truth in the in the quote of like a, a lot of these are just progressives to show. Yes. Also, again, it's really again these people will say they are pro-black. They will. They put Black Lives Matter. One of the most aggravating things for me to see is a gentrified neighborhood, recently gentrified neighborhood with lots of Black Lives Matter flags up. Uh, after the they, irony after they after they they participated on the ruthless uh, uh, home displacement displacement that's the word displacement of, of the black population in there. Yes, this is very common. These people argue strongly for diversity they they believe in it they these are the people that protested at the black lives matter rallies but when it comes time for them to send their children to school i mean some of these people are nearly they're so progressive they believe in government they're strong believers in equality but then when it comes to time for rubber to meet the road they have to choose where they're sending their school your children to school their neighborhood regular old public school these people will always, always, well, 90% of them send their children to the elite charter school, which just opened up down the road because this neighborhood is starting to gentrify. And they know these people will not send their kids to public school. Yeah, so basically, uh, something, something, uh, scratch a liberal, a fascist bleed, something, something. <laughs> Okay, I I've never heard that one before, but okay. Hey, that uh, one's a classic. Oh God, it annoys me greatly. Truly, I mean, I mean, I mean Juanito, like you know history, like uh, like this is rapid, but like, why do you think it was the upper middle class, the main ranks, and like uh, uh, the main ranks of the Nazi Party? Yeah, like, I know. Like. Do you think that was by chance, mate? No, it's think, not a by chance. Do you think it was by chance that the vast majority of the Nazi Party elite were all free, were all previously social democrats? No, just, it's not. It's also just, not a. It's not a. It's not a coincidence that the progressive movement in the United States in the late 1800s was incredibly racist and believed in like social Darwinism. Oh come on! I don't it's know still why. racist today. They, it's still so, fucking racist today. Like the the issue the issue is that rather than enforcing white stereotypes uh, uh, about 
African-Americans, they're now taking the joy and indeed fact sadistic pleasure of enforcing African-American stereotypes about African-Americans. Yes, that's an interesting... Wow, that's a very interesting statement. Like, huh. literally, lit like, I, I haven't seen this in real, uh, in, 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 my own, in my own two eyes. A, because COVID, and B, because I think I would have a stroke. But on the internet, I have essentially seen white upper middle class, white ass fucks telling an African-American to essentially act black. Which is yes. like... Yes. It is... I mean, and this is, and we're talking about African Americans, but like one of those that uh, 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 this uh, this actually impacted a friend uh, of ours, um, where upon she essentially faced discrimination because she's a Native American, but is a Catholic, and she essentially faced discrimination from the part of Native Americans and white people because she was not she was a Native American but did not follow the Native American traditional faith. There is self-evidently no kind of uh, no kind of internalized racism on part of the Native Americans, and just straight up racism on the part of the whites. Much like there is no such, much like there is no no waste whatsoever when uh, African Americans tell other African Americans to act black, and other and white people say much the same to African Americans. There's no racism internalized or otherwise in this. No, sir. No, that's insane. Oh no! None it's, at all. Yes, it's it's so bad. Also, big point. Just something to say. Just something to say, because a lot of people don't know this. Modern, like when they say "act black," like, and I know McCoskey is a general despiser of the concept of nationalism, but this is a form of devolved, degenerated nationalism. Yeah, it's this gen, gen, yeah. This like there is one yeah. way to act black thing. Yeah, never has been the case. What they mean well, of course, when they of course say it that, like when, a, like one of the major conflicts of the seventies to eighties in post, in uh, in post segregated U.S. was between the uh, quote unquote old guard of uh, of uh, essentially the old guard of the. Black elites under under segregation vis-a-vis -vis the newly emancipated poor blacks. Like that's like you like if you go look up uh, if you go look up um, uh, video like early reactions amongst the African American community with with the rise of rap, for example. Like this is very mm -hmm. clearly a divide. Like there was clearly multiple ways of acting black. Oh yes, absolutely. This is one of my problems. Well, not, no, with... let me correct that one. Multiple. There were clearly multiple, uh, multiple ways of being black. Because, just like there's multiple ways of a person being whatever. It's yes. the it's the narrow it's the narrow down of it of only one specific life experience, one specific attitude, one specific yada 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 that constitutes nationalism. Yes, exactly. I'm give. That was one of the greatest divides in black culture. Uh, and this thing, there are multiple black cultures that share some things. They all share certain elements together, also, also clearly. Allow me, allow, me, allow me to correct. Was? You make it seem as if the divide ceased to exist. Ah, ah the divide is there. there, there it, it, the divide has changed. It, 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 it's, the, divide, the, the divide still exists. There's merely another divide that's taken the yes. white. Yes. True. The now, I will say this. Um, the sad thing, uh, the sad, uh, 
doesn't let me finish. The sad thing about mm -hmm. the society of spectacle in which we live in is that we go from crises to crises without solving the previous crises. Uh, yes. So I would say um, this is one of my problems with one of the rights, one of the bays of the right, one of the uh, uh, Thomas Sowell is very much the old school Harlem elite. And he clearly has discriminatory attitudes towards, quote unquote, the lower class, basically the blacks that came from the South in the 1960s to his perfect bucolic Harlem of the 1950s, which was entirely upper middle class. And he views that he basically thinks that the blacks who came up in the 1960s ruined Harlem for him. Uh, just to put that out there. But also, people forget that African Americans from different regions of the South had quite different cultures. You had I mean, the coastal African Americans whose culture was much closer to Africa than anyone else's because they lived on these isolated islands in the swamps of South Carolina and Georgia. You had the very French uh, Creole population, which, you know, from Louisiana. You had all these different cultures. But then the 1980s happened. So let me ask you something. From what you know, where do most African Americans live? in the United States. Do you know where? Yes. For some reason, people think most African-Americans live in urban ghettos when this is not the case. It is only the case because TV. Yeah, but, that, but, that, but, that's, like strictural, but that's like just true. Like logistically speaking, an, an, urban, an urban ghetto requires economic depression. America mm -hmm. did not suffer a major economic recession during the 1980s, at least to my memory. Uh, my, my actual knowledge of uh, the history of the Americans is lackluster. Well, there was a, there was a Black Friday stock cr crash. It, Black Friday, not as in the thing where you buy loads of stuff. It's a different kind of... It, it was a crash that was on a Friday in 1987, but that's not really the same thing. No. Yeah, um, basically, there was basically, a massive America economic crash in the 70s. Yeah, America. America did not was not in a, in, a, in an economic tailspin of death and increasing poverty. Like its economy was growing, basically. But not the urban economy, of course. The urban areas economy was nuked in the seventies and never really recovered until the early two thousands. <laughs> and then but died the, in two thousand eight. Yeah. But. You see, the media only cares, doesn't care about the rural South, right? The media has no interest in the rural South. It doesn't have any cultural influence. So the media, which is mostly run out of New York and L.A., pretty much only depicts urban black culture. It pretty much just depicts black culture, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, despite the fact that, that is a minority of black culture. But because it is the cultural, you know, the culturally dominant one, not because of its own work, but rather because of the media's obsession with it, you get this thing of black people that don't conform to that, despite the fact that it's the majority, are viewed as not acting black enough. You end up with weird things of, like, urban kids from Harlem saying to, you know, kids who grew up in stinking Georgia, you don't act black. Weird statement. Yeah. <laughs> oh Man, god. This 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 started. This was about it. I was about. To, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna... I mean, it's 
Hey, th this just means we'll have an even more uh, uh, interesting episode title. What the heck is this episode yeah, going to be titled? Who knows? Uh, the uh, three absolutists dis discuss structural racism and the educational system. Just the absurdity. You know... Just the I'm branding you an absolutist. Just give me your heart <laughs> there and I'll castle brand you, goddammit. Okay, um, okay, do it. Just do it. I'll take it for now. Um, no, no, that's probably not going to be the title. But I'll think of something. Um, I was going to say, though, you know, at the beginning of this, we could have posted this on, like, a Marxist site, and they would have accepted, like, the first 30 minutes of this. That's, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, they would have they even accepted the last 30 minutes of it. It's that middle part, though. That middle part they would have had a problem with. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the one where we revealed ourselves, again, to be monarchists, to have spicy takes on, social, on, uh, on uh, human nature and hierarchy and social obligation. Except that most of our spicy takes would be accepted by BreadTube. Yeah, but bread too. But bread. But let's be let's be perfectly honest here. Being accepted by bread tube is a bad thing. In no matter the case. Oh, it is. Bro, if they yeah, we're calling out bread tube. Yeah, let's. Wow. Yeah, maybe we'll get more views. No, it's it's like it's like, <laughs> uh, it's like the 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 issue is that it's unclear if most bread if, if bread tubers actually understand Marxism Leninism, even though me and Bronze are no fucking uh, masters of the subject. Like sometimes, based upon some take, I'm just I'm just now having I'm not I'm just now having flashbacks of fucking Vouch saying that Marx wanted to make was a liberal. He wanted to make liberalism gooder, better, and I'm like Jesus Christ Almighty. Did so, he say that? He said that? Yes, I was provided a clip. It was a long oh. while ago, but yeah. He's saying that Marxism is just better liberalism. Uh, at least that's what the clip was. Okay, um, I, mean, I think I think that on that bombshell, we can. We can conclude. Yes. Yeah. This is. In conclusion. Education sucks. Go on. Oh, come on. Nah. Yeah, go play in the woods. Don't go to school. Still go to school, though. It sucks, but you have to do it, Chief. Um, yes. This has been Monarchism Unfiltered. I've been one of your hosts, McCosk. I've been Bronze. And I've been the uninvited guest. Good night. <laughs>